Hello! We're thankful you're back for another story about the Peters family. This week's story involves a conversation about getting an allowance. So if that's ever been a topic of discussion in your family, perhaps this story will help you glean some wisdom about it. As we do in every story, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Alistair, also known as Al from Concord, California, who sent in the correct answer of, More about Jesus would I know, from the story, Pearson and Todd, the Good Samaritans. So let's hear it for Al. So are you ready for this week's story? Well then let's get started. Pearson and Penelope demand payment. Okay, Penelope and Pearson, I've called you down here for a family meeting to talk about allowance. Daddy Peters was standing by the edge of the coffee table while the twins were playing with the toys on the floor. Mama Peters was sitting in her Queen Anne chair, and Pearson and Penelope sat fidgeting nervously on the couch. Daddy Peters' tone was serious. Do either of you know what allowance is? Penelope nodded and waited to hear more, but Pearson answered with a rapid-fire response. Sure do, Daddy Peters. Everyone gets allowance at school. Bobby Afshari gets $35 every single month, and he can spend it however he wants. Mrs. Hicks gives Todd money, too, but I don't know how much, because Todd always says, Bro, it's not cool to talk about cash money in public, but I don't really know why he says that. But anyway, are we going to get allowance, Daddy Peters? Pearson made no attempt to hide his excitement. He had already begun to imagine all the building block toys he could get, and he had had his eyes on a really cool Amazing's 3 action figure set. And it wasn't only the Amazings family in the set either. It was evil Mr. Stashbuckle, the arch-nemesis of Mr. Amazing. And though he wasn't necessarily Pearson's favorite character, Mr. Stashbuckle was still a lot of fun, and he came equipped with a mini pump gun that could shoot out little foam bullets. Mr. Amazing had his own stealth shield that could, according to the package, block and repel from any enemy, near or far. Daddy Peters' voice reminded Pearson that a meeting was going on, so he turned his attention back to the details. Yes, Pearson, we're planning to give you an allowance. Although Daddy Peters attempted to continue talking, he was rudely interrupted by the hooting and shouting, Yippee! Yeehaw! Woohoo! Yahoo! Pearson was far louder than Penelope, but she was equally, although more quietly, excited about the news. Welp, I guess that's the end of the meeting. Daddy Peters said, throwing up his hands as he feigned walking away. Pearson and Penelope, sensing the need to silence their joy, immediately beseeched Daddy Peters in as calm a manner as possible. Daddy Peters, would you please tell us all that you want us to know about this allowance? Penelope asked sweetly. Sure, Nellie. I was teasing anyway. So here's the deal. Mama Peters and I have decided that it's high time you guys start getting an allowance. We've prayed about it, and we think it's important that you learn to manage your money. So here's what we've decided. If you do all of your normal chores every day, all week long, without a real lapse and without giving us any sort of grumbling or arguing, you will receive half of your age in dollars every month. And we will split that up by week. And we will round it up if you are at an odd age that can't be divided by two. So Pearson, for example, you just turned nine. And Penelope, you just turned eight. So Pearson, you will receive $5 a month And Penelope, you'll receive $4 a month. Penelope's eyes lit up. Oh, Daddy Peters, that's great. I'll be able to start saving up. 
so that I can buy some Christmas presents. Pearson was happy too. He had already begun calculating how long it would take him to be able to buy his Amazing 3 set. So, Daddy Peters, is there any way we could get an advance on some of our allowance? I've had my eye on an Amazing 3 set. Daddy Peters laughed. <laughs> no, Pierce, you can't. Also, the purpose of the allowance that we give you is actually not to just go out and spend a lot of money on ourselves for a lot of things that simply bring you pleasure. Well, then what's it for? Pearson asked cautiously. He could just sense the Amazing 3 toy slip from his grip. Well, first of all, buddy, Proverbs 3, 9-10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with your first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Our hope with this allowance is that you guys learn how to give the first part of your money to the Lord. A good start to that is the idea of tithing. That word means a tenth. In the Bible, God commands those in the Old Testament to give a tenth of their earnings. The first fruits. In the New Testament, we're told that God loves a cheerful giver. So we're not given a number, but it's helpful to begin with a tenth. So Pearson, if you give a tenth of your earnings every month to church, you'll give 50 cents, and Penelope you will give, I already know, 40 cents, Penelope interrupted, having already done the math in her head. Wow, we have a math genius in our family, Mama Peters chuckled. (laughs) Well, not really. I just remembered to move the decimal point because my teacher told us that. Penelope smiled sheepishly. Correct, Nellie. So every month, our expectation and hope is that you learn how to give to the Lord a bit of your money. In actuality, the money doesn't belong to us anyway. Our prayer is that you will learn to give cheerfully and happily. And another thing we would like you to learn to do is to save money. So to start out, we'd like you to save a tenth. So Pearson, that means you're saving 50 cents a month. And Penelope, 40 cents a month, Penelope interrupted. Yes, there you go again, you math genius. Daddy Peters winked at his daughter. The main thrust of us giving you allowance is to teach you how to have money and what kind of value it has. It's very important to Mama Peters and me that you guys see that money doesn't grow on trees. So every time we spend money, it affects the bottom line. That is our savings and our cash flow. So I guess it's it's probably going to take me about four months to buy an Amazing 3 set. Pearson sounded dejected. Is it really only $16? Daddy Peters asked, surprised how little it cost. Not $16. It's about $20 plus tax, Pearson replied in a defeated tone. So no, Pearson, that'll take you about five months. Pearson's shoulders slumped, and he hung his head. Okay. Though Daddy Peters sensed Pearson's disappointment, he didn't address it right then. He wanted Pearson to think about his own response without him interjecting. Daddy Peters looked over at Mama Peters, who looked disappointed as well, but not for the same reasons that Pearson was disappointed. How quickly the gratitude for the allowance had turned to disappointment. But taking her cue from Daddy Peters, she said nothing. Daddy Peters pronounced the family meeting over, and Pearson and Penelope went off to do their chores. Although they weren't exactly chores, but really it was just the disciplines of their lives. Their lists were the same for each day, to make their bed, read their Bible, write in their prayer journal, brush their teeth, comb their hair, empty the trash cans in the house, empty the dishwasher if there were clean dishes, load the dishwasher, and dust the furniture. They shared the chores and worked together as a team, except when one accused the other of being lazy. But of all the days, a day when they were trying to get ahead, their usual amiability was not par for the course. There was a sense of competition rather than working together. 
All they wanted to do was complete the checklist. So when Penelope picked up the trash can in the bathroom, Pearson tried to grab it away. A mini tug-of-war ensued. Piers, I'm taking the trash out! Penelope had gotten to the trash can first, and by George, that chore was hers. It's okay, Pen. I've got it. The words were friendly, but Pearson's tone was not. I'm cool. I'm all over it, Penelope said through gritted teeth. Penelope! Pearson raised his voice and pulled hard until the trash can popped out of both of their hands and sent its contents spilling across the floor. Now look what you've done! Penelope was angry. She dropped to her hands and knees and began picking up the pieces of toilet paper and Q-tips and dried-out cleaning wipes. Hey, I didn't do it. You're the stubborn one. Pearson, too, was angry as he picked up the trash and shoved it into the trash can. You make me so angry, Pearson Michael Peters. Ha, it's your choice to feel angry. I can't make you angry, Penelope Susanna Peters. Oh, Penelope had had it. She stormed out of the bathroom. Although Pearson and Penelope finished all the chores on their list and did it without tearing one another's hair out, the tension in the house was palpable. After dinner, Mama Peters asked Pearson to vacuum the living room. The first answer out of his mouth was, Sure, sure, but since that's not my normal chore, can I earn some extra money? With an annoyed look on her face, Mama Peters glanced at Daddy Peters and responded with disgust, Absolutely not! Pearson accepted the verdict and dutifully vacuumed the living room, but he reserved his greatest efforts for real chores, chores that were actually on the list. He resolved not to waste his energy on something he wasn't getting paid for. But that wasn't a wise decision, because when Mama Peters entered the living room, she saw crumbs all over the carpet. Raising her voice a notch, she yelled upstairs, Pearson, I need you to come downstairs immediately. Mama Peters worked on calming herself down as Pearson descended the stairs. Pearson, this is not clean. And I don't believe you actually thought it was clean. Patience and Priscilla, your twin sisters were playing here today and they got fish cracker crumbs everywhere. And unless you're blind Bartimaeus, Mama Peters was referring to the blind man that Jesus had healed in the Bible, you certainly were able to see these crumbs all over the floor. And if you deny that you saw them, maybe a trip to the eye doctor is in order. Making no attempt to defend himself, Pearson took his lumps. Okay, I'll get out the vacuum cleaner and vacuum again. Thank you, Pearson. Saturday nights meant family time and maybe a game or two, but that wasn't the case with this Saturday night. Instead, it was filled with biting remarks and cutting words between Pearson and Penelope, who were still feeling the effects of a war over a trash can and over a contest to see who could do the most chores without giving any thought of the other. Daddy and Mama Peters sensed that an early bedtime for the family was in order, which would help to give everyone a fresh start for church in the morning. Pearson and Penelope woke up bright and early on Sunday morning and quickly completed their early chores of bed-making, Bible reading, prayer journaling, and teeth brushing. It seems that the night had only reinvigorated their desire to earn all that they could as fast as they could. But at breakfast, Daddy Peters had a stern look on his face. Pearson and Penelope sank into their chairs. They were freshly quaffed for church, but they felt chagrined. It was obvious what the morning talk held for them, and they both knew, quite honestly, that they had it coming. Good morning, Pierce and Penn. Mama Peters and I have been talking. We were both quite surprised by your response to the allowance situation. Though Mama Peters and I can't see your hearts, the way you've acted since we mentioned allowance gives us a glimpse inside your hearts. 
It seems that you both have a love for money, so much so that you were willing to sin against God in your pursuit of money. You were unkind to one another, and Pearson, you were disobedient to Mama Peters and discontent with the amount of money we offered you. You express no gratitude for the fact that this is free money coming to you. But Daddy Peters, no disrespect intended. But the money isn't really free, because Penelope and I work really hard around here for that money. And that's the problem, bud. In your mind, you're getting allowance because you work for it. But Pearson, Mama Peters and I aren't giving you wages. We are giving you an allowance. You work and do chores as a member of our family. It is required of you. We're not giving you a choice in the matter. Every station of life requires some work. And that's the thing. You're not rewarded because you're simply doing what is asked of you. Luke 17.10 reminds us that we are untrustworthy servants, and we deserve no extra for just doing our duty. When you finish your chores, you should be grateful that God gave you the strength to finish them and that you contributed to the life of our family. Those chores that you do are your responsibilities. What if Mama Peters asked us to pay her for every meal she cooked? Would you pull out your piggy bank and count out some change for Mama Peters? Or would you think, but she's Mama Peters. That's her responsibility. When you do your chores, it's not just about you. You are serving our family. You're serving Mama Peters, Patience, Penelope, Priscilla, and me. We're just all unworthy servants, and our duties include serving one another because we are serving our Master and our King Jesus. We don't pay you to obey, Pearson. When Daddy Peters finished speaking, Pearson's head was hanging so low that his hair almost touched the syrup on his pancakes. Daddy Peters reached over and patted Pearson on the back. Sweet Piers, don't be sad, buddy. We're all easily ensnared by sin. In the Bible, 1 Peter 5.8 to be exact, Satan is described as prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Obviously, he's not really going to eat you up, but he's searching for anyone who will sin against God. The point is, we aren't paying you to do your chores. We're giving you an allowance because we love you and we want you to learn how to manage money. However, we will also withhold your allowance if we see that you haven't been doing right and keeping your end of the bargain up. So it's not a reward, but it is a privilege that is conditional. And Mama Peters and I think that this will teach you good things. Just like we think trying to save up for an Amazing's 3 set will also teach you good things. And when you achieve your goal, you will feel such a sense of satisfaction. You savor things that you wait for. I I understand that now. Pearson's voice was quavering as he spoke. I'm sorry, Mama Peters, for being unwilling to help you. I should have vacuumed well, but I just wanted to get it over with, and I didn't care if I did a good job. Please forgive me. Oh, honey, I do. And I'm sorry, Pearson, for fighting with you about the chores yesterday. That was so stinky. I, I don't even know why I wanted the money. I, I don't have any reason for it. I, it's not It's not like there's anything I really want to buy right now. It was just, I was just, I was just angry yesterday. Penelope said sweetly through her own tears. I forgive you, Pen, and I'm sorry for being rude. You're one of my best friends, and I didn't do right. So please forgive me. Brother and sister hugged, and all was well. They quickly finished breakfast, knowing that they needed to get to church on time. 
The kitchen looked like an explosion had happened, so right after breakfast, Mama Peters announced, I need help as fast as we can to get this place clean before church. We have people coming over for lunch. And just like that, Pearson and Penelope snapped to and began washing and scrubbing. They were finished in no time, and about ten minutes later, the whole family was in the car, heading to church when Mama Peters turned around in her seat and said, Pearson and Penelope, thank you so much for working so hard. I could not have gotten that house blitzed without you. Mama Peters, we're just unworthy servants and we're only doing our duty. Though the family laughed together. (laughs) It was obvious that Pearson had paid attention and had learned his lesson well. The rest of the car ride to church was filled with silence, except for Daddy Peters whistling as he accompanied Mama Peters as she softly sang the words to a fitting song for the morning. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, the fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. This is Grandmom's Corner. So do any of you listening get an allowance? Or if you're a parent, do you give your kids an allowance? And if so, are there chores connected to giving or receiving an allowance in your family life? Pearson and Penelope Peters made the mistake of thinking their allowance was somehow connected to their chores, so that when Pearson was told to vacuum, he got it done hurriedly and did a haphazard job because he thought that was a chore he wasn't getting paid for, so why do a good job? When Daddy and Mama Peters helped him to understand that chores are part of living in a family and everyone needs to pitch in and help, he confessed his rotten attitude and resolved to work hard no matter what. My daughter Barbie interviewed our family friend Megan about how, as a kid growing up, she struggled with her dad's instructions about how to do a particular chore. Listen as Megan begins by telling us what that chore was. One of my chores was to empty the garbages in the house. So like the can that was in the bathroom, the one that was in our bedroom, my bedroom, and my sister's bedroom, and my parents' bedroom. And so we had to empty them into um, a bag and then take it into the garage where the bigger garbage can was. Was that every day that you had to do that, or was it like maybe once a week? We had to do it before the garbage was taken out by the garbage men. So we did it usually like probably twice a week, maybe three times a week. Um, You know, like if it was cold and flu season and we had a bunch of Kleenex in in a garbage can, we would do that more often. But generally it was like two or three times a week. Was this your least favorite chore, or was it okay? I didn't love it, but it was my chore, so I did it. But where we ran into problems was I did it like two, like I said, like two or three times a week, probably more like two, one or two. I always would just check, like, if the garbages had, you know, if they were getting full, then I'd empty them. And my dad one day said to me, you didn't do the garbages. And I said, yeah, I did them like two days ago. And he goes, well, there's stuff in the garbage can. And I said, well, yeah, there's just like a couple Kleenex. And he said, you need to go and see the garbages. And I said, well, I just did it two days ago. And he said, well, there's stuff in it. I said, I understand that. But like the point of a garbage can is to collect garbage. And he said, well, yeah, but we don't want to have a bunch of garbage in there. I, I want it, you know, you need to empty the garbage can. And so I emptied the garbage can. But this happened like more times after this and so it became kind of a thing and we talked about it. Sounds like kind of you kind of argued or tried to reason with your dad and it sounds like maybe he just had his own, it's his rules, that that was his rule. It was his rule and we didn't see eye to eye on what the purpose of a garbage can was because what I said to him was, 
if we have garbage cans in the house and we don't want to have anything in them, which is kind of what he wanted, then why don't we just not have garbage cans in the house and we take everything out to the garage? Is okay with you, like, arguing with him about this? No, he did not like that. Anyway, I ended up having to empty the garbages more often than I would like because if there was stuff in them, they needed to be emptied. And that's how he wanted it. I know sometimes when we don't want to do something and we might have an idea that we think it's kind of silly or it's not how we would do it in your own house, what would you say to, like, about that for kids when they live with their parents? I should have. I didn't. But I should have honored my father and done what I was living in his house. I should have done what he said. And if he asked me to empty the garbages, I should have just emptied the garbages instead of questioning him. I think you said it was like you were arguing and kind of like complaining. Well, I didn't honor his request. So right. I need to honor my father and mother. That's in Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Honor your mother and father and obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. But there was also another one. Like when you complain and you get angry about something. It's Philippians 2, 14. Do you ever think about grumbling yeah. or complaining? And that's, that's just a reminder. Now you live in your own house and you have your own rules. And if you had children, you would expect them to obey them. It's and right. in my house, I don't empty the garbages every day. But if I was living at my parents' house, I would be emptying the garbage every day. And you know what? My dad empties his garbages every single day. Thanks, Megan and Barbie. I'm sure many of us can relate to being stubborn and prideful and wanting our own way. This week, when you're tempted to be lazy or think, why should I do that? I'm not getting paid for it. Remember what it says in Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. For you know you'll receive an inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with a new story. Bye for now.